Hello, welcome to the Slewcast, the Alcorn Slew Foundation podcast. Alcorn Slough is one of California's last great coastal wetlands. We see Alcorn Slough in its watershed protected forever, a working landscape where people, farming, industry, and nature thrive together. Here on the Slewcast, we'll explore Alcorn Slough together, build community, and share stories of the special place. Welcome! Bienvenidos! So glad you are here with us. Today is the day. Dash Dunkel's here to talk about um, all the amazing work that the foundation is doing um, throughout uh, Elkhorn Slough uh, and all the lands it protects. So super happy that um, we're going to have an opportunity to check in with Dash and learn all about the work. Um, you know, I'll say like I learned so much of what I know now just by being out with the stewardship team. Without further ado, Dash, if you could just introduce yourself, what you do here at the SLU. All right. Gracias, Juan. I'm happy to be here with you and everyone who's listening. My name is Dash Dunkel. I'm stewardship director for the Elkhorn SLU Foundation, which means I'm in charge of all the land that we own. Um, and, you know, I'm sure we're going to get into detail, but basically... It's three programs that I run. It's uh, the agricultural program, because we do have, you know, six organic farms. um, And uh, we have a grazing operation, cattle grazing, on a historic cattle ranch in Las Lomas, the Porter Ranch. Then I also run the housing program, because we do have employee housing, as well as um, other housing for, you know, local people. that have come with some of these properties that we've acquired over the years. And then finally, it's just the basic land management program, all our conservation lands, you know, that aren't agriculture, they aren't housing there to benefit the environment species and, um, you know, all the amazing, amazing biodiversity we have here at the slough. That's what's up. (laughs) That's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, the stewardship team right now, it's just, um, well, more or less three of us. It's it's me, it's Connor uh, O'Hara Baker, who's our, our conservation specialist, and then of course the infamous Ken Collins, the land dude, right. um, TikTok star, bat aficionado. Uh, correct, correct. Um, we also have help support from uh, Mary Paul, who does some work with us. She mostly works for the reserve, but she also does some work for for us. Um, and Charlie Endress, who does. GIS or mapping. Wow. Um, but yeah, small but mighty team. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Man, you know, if if uh, if the land could describe you or if the land could say something about you, what would it say? <laughs> what would the land say about me? Yeah. Wow. Jeez, that's a good question. Um, you know, the land would probably not take that much of a notice, not much notice of a short-lived little human like me. Mm. The land is on such a different time scale. You know, that's what that's what's so interesting is the processes that occur. 
These natural processes are so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cool thing is that we can have a big impact in the short term through um, the positive and negative things we do. Yeah, hopefully the land would say that, you know, um, I'm helping out. <laughs> I'm on the side of the land. I'm mm-hmm. on the land team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the ways we describe ourselves, the stewardship team or the land team. Mm-hmm. So I'm on team land. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Well, with that, you know, obviously, I mean, you're holding a lot, but if you could dis- or if you could bring up one of the big projects that either the land team, stewardship team, or you that you've kind of taken taken on that um, that has like that big impact in a short time, if you could just describe that, what yeah. it's like. Yeah, you know, we do a lot of a lot of great work. Um, and I'm sure people who have volunteered have come out and done things like cleanups, planting, you know, habitat restoration. Those are really important, great projects that um, have immediate sort of impact. Mm-hmm. But one of the big impact things we've been working on recently has been eucalyptus removal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people probably know that eucalyptus is not native to California. It's from Australia. Um, and the the majority of the eucalyptus we see planted or growing wild here on the central coast is uh, the Tasmanian blue gum, yeah. eucalyptus globulus. And um, there's a lot of issues with it. You know, it um, uses a lot of water. So it's taking water from a native species, from native habitats. It's a huge fire danger. I think mm-hmm. that's probably um, a lot of people are realizing, recognizing um, sort of the the impact it has, uh, the, the danger that comes with having eucalyptus um, on your property or in our natural lands. Um, and then it also is a big danger during high wind events. There was, I, I think you saw uh, the photos of that house. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was an Aptos or somewhere that basically got split in half by a falling eucalyptus tree. You know, they, um, yeah, they also have lots of impacts to the ecology because, because they're not, they're not from here. You know, I'm hoping one day I'll be able to go to Australia and, see eucalyptus in its native habitat and be able to appreciate it. But here in California, um, it's not the right place for it. And, and for that reason, we've started to, um, to remove it from our lands. You know, we've mapped about 150 acres or so that we own, mm-hmm. uh, on Elkhorn Slough Foundation lands. But then there's another 4,000 acres in our watershed, a lot. Yeah. A lot of it. That's more than double the amount of maritime chaparral. Um, wow. Really important rare habitat that we have. So um, I think it, it has a big impact. And we're hoping we can um, we can show how eucalyptus removal can be done in a sort of sustainable, thoughtful um, way. And so one of the things that we're working on right now, we um, – we removed a bunch of eucalyptus from the Elkhorn Highlands Reserve property about a year and a half ago. Um, and we're working right now to turn it into biochar. Hmm. What is what is that? Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So biochar is sort of a fancy way of saying charcoal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a little bit of a buzzword, I think, in some conservation circles recently. 
Um, but the idea basically is that um, it's a way to to take all this wood that you've removed and turn it into a, a useful project, a useful product, mm. and also sequester the carbon. Yeah. So taking that carbon um, that's in the wood and having it turned into a stable form where it's not going to escape into the atmosphere and contribute more to global warming, right. to climate change. Um, and so we're going to be, we're going to have a work crew coming out with this big piece of machinery called a carbonator. Whoa. <laughs> How big is it? Uh, it's the size of a 40 cubic yard shipping container. Okay. Um, on tank treads. Whoa. And it, um, yeah, it basically burns the wood. Um, so to make charcoal, you burn wood in the absence of oxygen. Okay. Uh, that's how you make charcoal. So like, you know, historically people would probably just dig a big hole in the ground, mm -hmm. throw a bunch of wood in there, light it on fire and then cover it mm -hmm. so that all the oxygen's removed, but the wood continues to um, sort of, it's, I guess, I'm not sure how to describe it. It's not really combustion because it's not, there's no oxygen, mm -hmm. uh, but basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's carbonizing it. That's how, <laughs> that's how some of the best foods are made. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a, a, a ground oven, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, like a Hawaiian luau mm -hmm. or uh, I think they're in Mexico. Too, yeah. There's a, uh, you know, barbacoa is done usually in the, in the ground and a pozo called the pozo. Mm -hmm. or a hole. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're doing the high tech, yeah. <laughs> high tech version a little bit easier. I think less, less work and a little bit more um, sort of precise in how you, and yeah. how you, make the charcoal and then also this machine will, will pulverize it so it the end product is a, is pretty usable wow though to turn it into biochar um the, you know part of that word the char comes from charcoal but the bio part of biochar is um usually you mix it with something like a compost mm. some source of nutrients um and um we're going to be using utilizing some of it uh in a research project on the Triple M Ranch, uh, which is a, a property that the Elkhorn Slough Foundation has a conservation easement on, so, right. so we've we've helped conserve this property. Um, and the grower there, Javier Zamora, JSM Organics, he's really keen to use this biochar on his fields mm -hmm. and see if it will help the crops. Right on. And so the idea would be this. Um, this biochar would not only add carbon to the soil, stable carbon that's going to stay in the soil, but it also might have benefits for the plants that he's growing, uh, which is really exciting. It's that's a really cool project. Um, we have some professors from Cal State Monterey Bay who are going to be helping us with that. And, um, and yeah, I'm hopeful that we'll see some good results. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, and, you know, we're, we'll probably be able to use maybe some of that biochar on our restoration projects going Whoa. forward. And another, um, another really exciting, uh, use for this charcoal is, um, is we're, we're partnering also with Moss Landing Marine Labs and some scientists there are going to, are trying to utilize, um, what's called lettuce wash water. Mm. So you live in, you live in Salinas, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. The salad bowl of the world. <laughs> that's right. That's the salad the bowl. The lettuce capital of the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's correct. And so there's there's some really big, gosh, I want to say there's like four or five, maybe more now, of these big processing plants okay. in Salinas 
where um, if you've ever done a tour of them, you go inside and it's like a fully like mechanized, mm-hmm. crazy conveyor belts sure. and they bring in the lettuce and it goes through these things and it gets washed and then bagged and turns into this little bag, like, you know, ready yeah. mix salad to get it ready safe way or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, but the problem is when they wash it, um, one of the things that they put in the water, I think for food safety, or I'm not exactly sure to help wash the lettuce, they put phosphorus or phosphate okay. in the water. Yeah. But unfortunately that means after they've washed the lettuce, that water, um, it can't be used for anything else. You know, it doesn't go into the purple pipe or yeah. the, the reused right, right, right. water yeah. pipe mm-hmm. that um, for agriculture, because the levels of this nutrient are too high, it's instead sent just to the sewage treatment plant and then out into the ocean. Um, but the the um, scientists from Moss Lane Marine Labs hope that this charcoal will actually be able to remove that nutrient from the wash water, and then we'll be able to use that wash water um for farming, for yeah. more agriculture. Wow. So it'll kind of go full circle. circle. Yeah. Wow, right. dude. Yeah, really cool. And Water's and life. Water so. is life. But but get this. I mean, I, I'm pretty excited about this, as you can tell. But um, they, they think that after the charcoal gets all that phosphorus in it, all that phosphate, they might be able to then put that onto farm fields. Right. Right? Um, because, because phosphorus is, is one of the key nutrients for growing plants. Mm-hmm. Your NPK, nitrogen, mm-hmm. phosphorus, and potassium um, that are in most fertilizers. So, this could be this amazing, uh, you know, opportunity to do a bunch of good things at once. Wow, we'll see. Uh, you don't want to get my hopes too high. Yeah, you know, that's why you got to have the, got to run these experiments to see is it really going to work. Um, but but it's it's so awesome to me that we can we can try and take this eucalyptus, you know, um, remove it. And restore these habitats, and then also make this wood into into something even better. Yeah. But if we can show that this biochar has value, and we can do it in an economic way, um, maybe we can change that. Wow, fascinating. <laughs> That's what's up, Dash. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I'm so. Uh, well, I'm not surprised by by all of this i knew i you know you hear little things here and there yeah, but yeah, sure. to, to hear all of all of that is is pretty special i'm I, i'm i feel so lucky yeah not no. you, you should too yeah well you know I, I one thing i do have to say also is um kevin Contreras, our, our colleague here yeah. at the at the foundation he's our acquisitions and easements manager but he's been a huge help on this project. He's done a lot of the work. Um, definitely have to give a shout out to Kevin That's awesome. for, um, yeah. What up, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely can't take credit. It's been a team effort for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Everything here is, feels like so many people are coming together to work on all the projects. So it feels good to be part of that team. That's why, that's why, uh, that's why I love it here. Yeah. High five one. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with that, Dash, like, is is there any way or any way people could support the work that you're doing? What's one way that people could support or, you know, give you support in any way? Yeah, well, I definitely always recommend everyone become a member of the foundation, mm-hmm. donate. Um, you know, we we do really good things with the money that people give us. Um, and, yeah, that always helps. 
Um, of course, coming out and volunteering, mm-hmm. as you know, right? Yeah. We lead groups on Elkhorn Slough Foundation property all the time doing doing great projects, doing really important hands-on work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe you can't come out and drop a eucalyptus tree <laughs> with a chainsaw, um, leave that to the professionals, but um, but everything else that volunteers come and help with is, is really important because, as I mentioned, we're a small team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, getting these groups out here, getting people who come help us, who donate their time, it's, it's really important too. That's right. Well, with that, Dash, thank you so much for joining me. Any any last words you want to say? <laughs> oh, man, I could talk about this stuff um, for hours. So, um, yeah, it's really fun to, to chat with you, Juan. And um, I guess the other thing I would tell people that is something that I think is really important, um, if you live in our watershed or even at wherever you live, mm. um, one great thing that I think people can do, we've had a ton of rain recently, right? Yeah. Tons of rain. And um, it's really important to think about where that water goes on your property. So an easy way to do something really beneficial for the slough, for the ocean, for whatever water body you live nearby is to plant a rain garden. So this is taking the, um, the runoff that maybe comes out of the uh, off your roof or off your driveway or whatever, you know, digging a little sort of channel or swale or pond or whatever, um, planting some native plants in it, like a juncus reed or something. Um, and then that water, instead of running off down the street and collecting grease and dog poop or whatever it runs past, instead it goes into the ground, you know, it slows down. It, 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 um, maybe goes to the water table. So I think that's something really important. And, um, something everyone can do if they have the space for it. Now you got me thinking, Dash. (laughs) Hopefully. Wow. Yeah, I got to get on that. Yeah, we we can have another podcast about that sometime or maybe a little little demonstration. Of course, um, there's plenty of resources out there. The California Native Plant Society and other groups um, have great little diagrams and resources of how you can do your own little rain garden. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. See? Something new every day. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for joining us. Dash, send us off. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Um, Hope to see you out on the land. Well, that wraps up our fourth episode of the Slewcast. Thank you all. If you have anything to add to the Slewcast, please reach out. One at elkhornslew.org. Follow us on our social media at Elkhorn Slew Foundation. And visit our website, elkhornslew.org. Just want to give a special shout out to all our volunteer land stewards. All the projects don't happen without you, so thank you from the bottom of my heart and everybody here at Elkhorn Slough. Thank you so much. For those of you who donated and supported us through Monterey County Gives, huge thank you. Those of you who are members or becoming members or just became members, thank you so much. There are special events coming, so I hope you continue to follow us um, and continue to support us. Thank you all very much. Adios.